going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs. There you go, host Mark Kane. Go, host Mark Kane. Man, first and foremost, Western Conference NBA Finals game one is in the bag. Me and you pick Portland to win in seven. The way is looking. Portland is looking lost in the sauce. Somebody said, what sauce is it? I said, I can't even tell you what it tastes like, but right now, like some overheated sauce, and it don't taste good. First and foremost, <laughs> one of the Trailblazers is letting Steph Curry not go to work, as they say in Oakland, town business. They take it to town. I'm trying to figure out What's up with not guarding Steph Curry at the top of the key? He's shooting threes wide open. He's getting no. They's not. They's not fronting Steph Curry on these threes. I mean, uh, they, they dying on like the screen before the uh, shot. They like the guards are just dying. It's after that he just nobody's within five feet. <laughs> these threes Steph Curry's hitting not. Is, they, these are not home run threes. These are two hands up touchdowns. Everything is all good. And just from the standpoint, it's just not him. Clay Thompson is hitting the threes the same way. It's not him. Quinn Cook? Oh, Quinn Cook came in had a quick three threes. <laughs> Swamped him back to back, too. I'm like, and... It's crazy. They didn't even drink my green over his threes, too. So he, I think he had one, too, as well. But if Portland want to win, but they got to defend that three-point line. You cannot let Steph Curry get that much space. It's almost like he's roaming for data out there. And when he find that good signal, it's going down. It's going down. Portland has to rough him up. I mean, Afro Amino could guard Steph Curry. You know, put, some, put, put a, a taller body on him so, so they can guard him. You look at what Portland is doing with Damian Lillard. You see what the Warriors do, I mean, on Damian Lillard. Clay Thompson's on him. He's not getting no space to breathe to shoot the ball. So Portland has to come up with a better game plan. Terry Scott's got to come up with a better defensive plan. Because if not, we thought this was going seven. This may go uh, down in the suite if they don't answer the commands right on defense. All right. It'll be a no KD suite, too, because if they win game two without, and KD still ain't playing, they're going to rest KD for the finals. Right. They're going to feel like, you know, Portland is just not ready. You know, like, and they can, you know, it's light. It's going to be lightweight for them. And that's not going to be a good look. I know uh, Dame and CJ, you know, trying to avenge their sweep from last year. But right. them getting swept by the Warriors with no KD is almost equally as bad, in my right. opinion. I don't, I don't care how good people think the Warriors are. For the Portland Trailblazers to get where they at and then to get swept by a shorthanded team, that's not a good look. Exactly. I agree with you with that, too, because you got past the team you got past. You got past the Denver Nuggets. You got past the OKC, which people thought who should have been the Western Conference Finals, but, you know, injuries came into play with the Thunder. And only the reason they beat the Nuggets because experience. Now, you get to the point where you want to play this team, and everybody asking for the Warriors. Warriors ain't saying nothing. They're looking like, okay, y'all want us, y'all got us. Now, come play us. 
That's the whole thing the team's trying to come with. Come with a better game plan. You're not getting nothing from Alfred Camino. I'm looking at Afro Camino, man. Three points? Five rebounds? Come on, man. That's a starter. He's giving you three points and five rebounds. You tell me he can't give you nothing? Right. You got a good game for Mo Harkless. He gave you 17 points and four rebounds. I think because Ennis Kettner is on, um, I think his Ramadan is going on, so you know he can't eat like how he wants to because he's fasting. So that can play a, a bit of part two. No food for him to give him some energy. And, and the whole and the reason that I'm saying that because he like he lost some weight out there. He, he's not the same. He's not the same because the other two, the other two rounds, he's playing lights out. True, uh, that's true. Then you yeah, I mean, go ahead. So, Enos uh, Cantor, he he is my uh, you know the last series of Portland and Denver. He's the guy with the mismatch w- with KD out. So with KD out, Ennis Cantor really had a mismatch on any of the true bigs, you know, at that power forward spot. Um, and he's he's not he's not taking advantage of it. I mean, it could be because of the, you know, him fasting or whatever. But him and Aminu got to do, you know, better than three points and however many rebounds they grab. Well, it's like, like he just said, like, it's two minutes ago, it's going to be a sweep. Because you you get 17 points from him, you need 12, 13 points for Aminu to win the game. I just think of what's going on with the Portland Trailblazers. Now they need to play with sense of urgency. Going down 0-1 or go down 0-2, the whole new ball game. You got what you got from Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood chipped in with 17 points. Zach Collins gave you eight points and four boards. Right. You need the other the other surrounding cast to do their part. I know Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, they're going to get theirs. It's up to the other, up to the supporting cast. Right, because uh, Dame and CJ, you know, they've already proven, you know, one have a bad night, the other one can be on, and vice versa. So, it's really up to those guys, especially those wing guys, not, you know, like the Aminos, the Harkless, uh, you know, Rodney, like you said, Rodney Hood came in, he came and did what he had to do. But those guys who would, in other words, you know, other terms would be defending KD or KD defending them, though that that matchup right there has to exploit that KD is not in the game. Because if they're just going to be, you know, just blah, you know, the Warriors can pretty much run whatever they want offensively, and they can come in and rest on the defense end. You know, they can just not guard those guys and, you know, sag off of them. Because, you know, they ain't producing. You know, they ain't proving that they're going to step up and, and take and be aggressive on the offensive end enough for the Warriors to respect them. Right. The Warriors making them guys shoot the long line. It's not much important in that game one. I noticed the ball movement for the Trailblazers is pretty much, of course, the inbounder get the ball, but when they bring the ball to the court, it's two touches and a shot. They're not really getting no offensive set. To run their their game plan, and the Warriors making them shoot long long jump shots and turn to outlet points. I think yesterday, I think the Warriors. I mean, the other night, I think the Warriors had what? Let's say what? 18 fast break points in the open court. You can't. You're not going to beat the Warriors like that. That's their whole game. And people always say to me, the Warriors don't play defense. The Warriors do play defense. They make you shoot the ball early in the shot clock. And they can defend you. They defend. Even though Steph Curry is not the best defender, 
didn't go out there and try to play. Right. He tried to defend. <laughs> he do give his best effort. I mean, he he would be doing a better job on uh, getting over these screens than Portland showed in game one. I'll yeah, tell you that. He would at least try to fight over and put a hand up at least. <laughs> right. But then, too, on top of that, you're looking at where the Portland Trailblazers had 21 assists and the, and the Golden State Warriors had 30. So they the Warriors are moving the ball around. Everybody's getting the ball. See, I, this is the part I like right here. When I was saying about defense, how people say the Warriors don't play defense. The Golden State Warriors had 13 steals and the Portland Trailblazers five. So they, they they out there playing. They get in they get it in out there. Well hurt Portland right here, they had twenty one turnovers. A lot of mishappening and miscues on the offensive end for them guys. It's not it's not well. You 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 cannot make a mistake against the Golden State Warriors. You almost gotta play almost a damn near perfect game if you wanna beat these guys. You can't be you can't you're not gonna beat them with, with twenty plus turnovers. That's an automatic L right there. Mm-hmm. Field goal percentage, 36% from the field, Marcus. The Warriors are shooting 50% from the field. That means... That's a big discussion. Right. <laughs> out of every three possessions, they get in the bucket. Hmm. That, which, is, which is crazy. So, yeah, so like the Portland, they got to make some adjustments. So, on the defensive end, if the guards are going to die on the screen, that, that big man who's guarding the pit guy, he's going to have to hedge out. Like, because 50% shooting, that means, like we said, nobody's contesting any shots. So if you just contest, you know, one out of every three jump shots, <laughs> that would, it would be better than game one. And I'm sure that shooting percentage would come down. And then on the offensive end, right. you know, they're just getting these guys to step up. Really, yeah. like, you got to make some shots. It's, like, it's not a rocket science. <laughs> then, too, this is another one. Three-point percentage. Go to say Warriors are shooting 51%. 51%. From three? From three. Go to, look. That's Portland Trailblazers. 25%. Yikes. <laughs> You're not going to beat the Warriors like that. The way you beat the Warriors, beat them in the inside, you put them in foul trouble. Then you let guys like Jonas DeBreco come off the bench and get you for nine points and five rebounds. Glenn Cook, like I said, really get you eight points. Kevin Lee didn't really had to really play that much. It was other guys that were doing different things. You get the Andrew Bogans of the world give you two points and four rebounds. It's the little things that make this team go. Like I said, Steph Curry, 36 points, six rebounds, seven assists, 12 for 23 from the field, but he's also 9 for 15 from the three-point line. You're not guarding that three, man. I'm <laughs> 26. He can give you four. So you're looking at Andre Iguodala gave you four points, but he still went out there and, and played defense. Right. I mean, you know, everybody got roles on the team. I mean, if you're not on in one aspect of your game, step up the other. You know, so like they wasn't making threes, obviously by the percentage. That means you all can need to play better defense on the other end, defending the three. I mean, that right. can make up for it. You can't let them shoot 50% and you shooting half of that. That's right. like a that's like almost a triple point. That like if you shoot make every three they make, you making one. 
You making one, they making three threes to your one. That's right. that leads to big leads. Then two, you got Draymond Green. He twelve points, ten rebounds, five assists, three blocks, two steals. Hey, when that dude was on, I feel sorry for whoever he whoever was guarding him because when he's on, he's on. And he's gonna talk trash. You oh yeah. In your head. Big time. <laughs> he get into a lot of people a lot of uh, players' hands because he talked trash. And the players feed right into it. That's what he wants you to do. Draymond Green is going to talk trash. He's going to take you out of your game. So if, if Portland want to win t- tonight, they got to come with it, Marcus. They have to come with it. They need this Portland, one. I'm going to take Portland to win this game, too. I'm going to take them to win this game, two by ten. It's going to be a tough It's going to be a tough fault game, too. Like I said, if they want to win, they got to come out strong in the first quarter, and they got to set the tone for the third quarter to close them out in the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Dame has been quiet for two two games now, you know, game seven uh, of that Denver series and now game one of this one. So I think, and this is a must-win for them, I think he comes out big tonight and they, they get yeah. the win. I, I don't know about you saying 10. I, I can see 10 if, uh, if, if they win it comfortably, you know, and they're like waning – minutes of the fourth quarter, and then they put the scrub in. I can see it being 10. Right. You can't be having no fourth or 12 nights, Dane. So I'm going to tell like I'm telling you the same thing I said about Joel and B. Hulu have live sports. <laughs> so do. Right. Next game I want to get to. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. Who you, who, who you picked to win this series, Marcus? Who, before we started, I, I, I said. I, I said the Bucks. I said the Bucks in six. I think they're going to get them in five. I, don't, I probably said, I think I said six, too. But I, I hate to overreact after game one, but those are the toughest games to lose. Like, if you the uh, away team and you win right. most of the game, to only lose like in the last two or three minutes, and, and not even lose like, oh, they made a fluke shot like how Toronto did to win a series. Like, they were just being out-executed in the last two minutes. Like, they were collapsing on Giannis, and he would just kick it out to Brooke Lopez, a seven-foot guy, just tearing up threes. And they, they didn't have any answers for it. He was the one person I was least expected to do something like that. But, but he was the one who was actually eating too. They had no, they had no answer for him. No, he could have got down in the post. I felt like it, if he wanted to, even though they were uh, collapsing on Giannis, I felt like with Brooke Lopez's height, he could have uh-huh. dominate, did the same type of domination in the post if if he so felt, because <laughs> they just was not answering any of his offensive. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. Plays none. You knew it was all bad for them when Brooke Lopez started hitting threes and started throwing three goggles on you, the three guns. <laughs> I said this is embarrassing because Marcus Marcus Saul could have guard. He, he he can guard him out there. Yeah, he can. They, 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 I mean, they both of their speed negative five. <laughs> and Paul, you know what I'm saying. This is the whole thing about the playoffs. The playoffs, stars will come out of nowhere. You know, we, 
the Lopez brothers always had game issues on the wrong team. So he can decide to play on special team like this and a team that run and play basketball. Everybody in the NBA now, most of their bids can shoot threes. I thought they came down to this event. I thought Toronto will have this type of success with Mark Gasol. That's more of a Mark Gasol game compared to a Brooke Lopez. Like right now, Mark Gasol every. And every uh, series now the playoffs, Marcus Gasol is getting outplayed. Pretty much, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, he had moments, but for the most part, he get outplayed. You right? <laughs> Nobody's not saying anything about it. He said how bad Kyle Lowry is shooting, Danny Green. Man, give give Marcus Gasol some touches. I mean, he had the same Marcus Gasol, like we said at Memphis, the younger when he used to tank. Like you said, Marcus, I'm gonna pick you back. You said some of the armor is falling off that tank. He's taking a make him get some patchwork because he should be the one dominating Brook Lopez like that. When he's when Marcus is playing dominant, it opens up everything else for everybody else. Besides, Siakam had a good game. Kyle Lowry come out there have a Kyle Lowry had thirty points. He scored all, right. all their points in the fourth was- quarter. He was not himself. He was not himself. I mean, you were texting. I'm like, he is not himself. <laughs> like, he, he got some cutting last night. Something went well for that man the day before. <laughs> Something went well. We know he didn't get a new haircut. <laughs> That's ever there, right? <laughs> he must, like you said, like I said, I already had some, the Milwaukee probably went to one of his favorite restaurants there. Who knows? But like, like we all know. NBA world, though. The person watching basketball, we know Kyle Lowry not going to duplicate this game like that again. It's going to be tough. It's like a wasted game. It's like a double win. <laughs> and you looking at where Jonathan Akumbo in the fourth quarter, when he had three points and Kawhi only had two. And, and, and if I was Toronto waking up, I would be feeling disheartened because we let, like you said, they let this one slip through the cracks. This is a game they should have won. This is the game they had in the bag. Eric Bledsoe, like I said, if they're going to win, I said Eric Bledsoe going to be. I said Eric Bledsoe, and I said Brooke Lopez is going to pretty much. He's going to be the X factor right here. Can they get it going? And so far, this is what it looks like right now. Kyle Lowry is not faster than Eric Bledsoe or stronger from a standpoint. Look at Kawhi Leonard with 31 points, with nine boards. Made all his free throws. Like you said, Marcus, the game was Piazza Siakam. Siakam, 15.6 boards. Marcus Saul was 6 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. But nobody else. You get nothing from your bench. Your bench only scored what? You got 4 from Ibaka, 2 from Van Vliet, and 6 from Norman Powell. Nick Nurse from the 8-man rotation. Somebody please tell Nick Nurse that this is not the Philadelphia 76ers. This team has shooters. <laughs> Alright, on deck. <laughs> on deck. The, the bench scored 12 points for the for the Raptors. I'm just so disappointed in Serge Ibaka, man. He went on the three so much. I mean, he played so small out there to be so tall. Alright. I mean, after having a, a, the a impactful game seven, he, he did what I thought Kyle Lowry was going to do, which was, you know, shrivel up. Instead, Kyle Lowry rose the occasion, and Serge got small. 
You know, they can't have it. And, you know, an adjustment they're going to have to make on Nick Nurse's part, you know, they were saying it during the broadcast, they play uh, quite, like, big-time minutes leading up to that fourth quarter while Giannis was resting. You know, even though they both had, you know, not big fourth quarters, Giannis was still more, uh, he was still making more plays because he had more energy. He, he was a, he was willing to go in the paint and kick it out. Whereas Kawhi, he was just, to me, he kind of looked gassed because the level of play in this round is up. So it's not like you said, it's the same Philly. It, guys were not scared of him uh, on that Milwaukee team. None of those guys were scared. So they was going at him on both ends. And I think he uh, lost energy in that fourth quarter because if he had a normal Kawhi fourth quarter, I think they could have snuck away with this one, with the type of game uh, Kyle Lowry was having. Right. And you know, Danny Green got to step it up, man. Six points, man. I don't know what happens to Danny Green. We know he's a knockdown shooter. I think he uses most of his energy now. Watching it, watch him heavily now in, in certain series, he uses most of his energy on the defensive end. So you need your legs to shoot. You don't have the legs. A lot of his balls are coming up flat. He's not getting that same that same energy from the legs to get up and get that to get that shot off. So they got to do some. They got to do some work, man. I mean, you got all these guys that you brought in. You're not using. You got Jeremy Lin. Why you not playing him? Jody Meeks. Uh, he's a three-point shooter. Why you not playing him? Looking at all these guys that you can use to get a bucket from. You got Eric Moreland, another another big man you can use to, to you know to to get some fouls. It's anything to slow the game down. I, mean, I just don't see anything. No coaches adjustments. Nick Nurse and his staff. Like he said, you know what? We gonna come out here and we gonna put we gonna put something together, and you you don't see it. Malcolm Brown is, is definitely a starter, but he's come off the bench. They work. He's working himself back into the the game situation, and he is killing it, Marcus. Right. <laughs> right. He don't even look like he was injured. That's, oh. Like you said, he's working his way back in. He looked like he's been ready for to go full go for a minute. And, and I'm looking at the game he has had. Alan Kubo had. Alan Kubo had 24 points, 14 rebounds, six assists. That's all good, but like I said, in the fourth quarter, he had three points. And what you were saying, he set the whole third quarter, he came back in the fourth quarter with more energy. Like you said, even though he wasn't scoring, he was still going to the free throw line and making himself be inserted into the game, which I did like. The, the other aspect of the merit of this, too, for the Milwaukee Bucks, 14 points, my bad, 13 points. Three from now from the field, but he, he had all his free throws, but he's also, he shot terrible from the three-point line, one for six, 16%. Chris Middleton with 11-11. So you get double-doubles from other guys you want to get a double-double from. Eric Blesso with nine points. Those Eric Blesso is playing attackable to the basket. It's going to be hard to beat, hard to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Then, sure. Then, uh, then with that, like you said, man, Brick Lopez, man, 29 points, 11, 11 rebounds. He looks like... Count. He's looking like you say, you know what, man? Just feed me the ball. Cause at first, he was. They were, at first, me when you text, I said, man, Milwaukee killing themselves. You know all these threes. All of a sudden, after we said that, they just started hitting. Everybody just started. Uh, uh, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry hit. Hey, Kyle Lowry has, like, hit like three clutch buckets in the fourth quarter. He had a clutch three. He had a steal in the layup. He, he had a he shot a two pointer to keep the. And all you're hearing, Kyle Lowry, bang! 
he was making plays. Malcolm Brogdon with 15 points. He, he Malcolm Brogdon off the bench outscored the Raptors bench by himself by three. <laughs> Crazy. You can't have that happen. Can't have that happen. <laughs> and then like he like Lou Will just lighting it up either. Right. You know, even though Pat Carson didn't give me no points, I still like that he had six rebounds. Even though he was a donut guy. But he still made his presence be known out there. He was a donut he was a donut guy in George Hill. They had two glazed donuts on their team. But it led them to victory. Right. George Hill uh fell back to earth, huh? <laughs> right. I didn't see this game coming from Kyle Lowry. I didn't see it in no shape, form, or fashion. But the adjustments would be, like I said, going into game two for Toronto. How can they get other players inserted to the game? Serge Ibaka got to give me more than four. Man, this is the playoffs, man. We play the chance to go to the championship. You don't see no teams empty their benches out. Do different things. There's only one team emptying his bench out. That's the Golden State Warriors. Steve Kerr played with everybody. He gets something from everybody. Just something to buy some breathing time for his for his for his legitimate guys that normally play normally play heavy minutes. You got to get them guys a break. You got Kawhi Leonard and these guys playing forty something minutes a game, but you got guys on the bench. You got seven guys on the bench who ain't got no playing time. They all got zeros next to their game. DMPs or CMPs. Coach's decision. Put them out there and that's win. So even though we talk about playoff basketball, the whole thing we I want to talk about, Marcus, the notion of going around saying that somebody heard that Zion Williamson may be going back to college because he don't want they said he don't want to play for the Pelicans. Really? Right. Now, <laughs> now According, according to his stepfather, said Zion is more than happy to play basketball at the Crescent City, which is the Big Easy, Big New Orleans, Big Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, all that stuff. He's going to welcome it. I think he doesn't care. I think he won't be traded. But I will say AD will become a Laker. If not, I can see him going to play home for Chicago. Like we said, Chicago oh. has some young pieces. They I do. Go, I can see him going home playing for the Bulls and whatnot. Get back Derrick Rose. Anything can happen if you can get something, get some more pieces back. And the, the Bulls are right there. You get Anthony Davis, maybe put a Derrick Rose in there. Maybe they can make a crack at it, make a run at it. Because I think that would be a nice young nucleus. Derrick Rose actually get some help from some younger guys. Something he never had in the past, I think the best backup point guard Derrick Rose played with was Kirk Heinrich. Right. That's true. I mean, that that whole AD Zion thing, I mean, it's crazy. I don't know who started that. I highly doubt that Zion, he just don't, his character don't even lend itself to him to say he don't want to go to play uh, basketball for a professional team. He, he just, he's the type of kid that's going to go out there and play. He's going to be happy. He got the opportunity. I know people always say that, like, you know, cliche, but uh, he I truly believe him when he say he's happy to go out and play because his, his play shows it. So I don't care who had the number one pick, he was going to be more than willing to go. Um, and then as far as this AD thing, I think Griff really going to try to get him to stay. 
Uh, but if he don't, I would definitely love to see him in Chicago, especially if Derrick Rose gonna be there too. I mean, I would, I would prefer that over anything else. If over him going to the Lakers or anything, I would prefer him going to his hometown, Chicago. You know, and bringing right. him back to prominence. You know, you know, I'm all about the hometown. So. Right. And it was so crazy. What if Kyrie, or I'm just saying, just throwing out there, say Kyrie, say Anthony Davis, say, look, I'm going to stay here. But Kyrie and Katie, I need y'all to come down here. How would you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving playing for the Pelicans. Anthony Davis and Zion. That was like a, a mind stars, right? <laughs> Talk, thinking the Warriors ain't fair. That would not be fair. <laughs> Especially if Zion lives up to what he's supposed to be. They got like they'll have two like all time greats on their three all time great players on their team at one time. That's bananas. And that that'd be sweet because because with Zion being a rookie, he's learning stuff from from Guys are NBA champions. And, you know what I'm saying? Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. The reason I say that, too, because, you know, Kyrie Irving went to Duke, the Brotherhood. Maybe Zion can use, he, maybe he can make a pitch. Hey, look, Kyrie, look, man, look like a brother. You're the first person to follow me on social media platforms, on Instagram. Kyrie Irving is the first person to follow Zion. When Kyrie Irving was playing for the Cavaliers with LeBron James, and came down here when they played the Hornets one night, and the night off, they went to Spartanburg to see Zion play. So mm-hmm. Zion got to use his toolers. Like, look, I know I'm a rookie. I know you want to win championships. I feel like as though I feel like as though that you should come down here with me and sit down and talk with Anthony Davis. And see what this can happen, and maybe they can get Kevin Durant. Then you can package up. Maybe you can trade a Drew Holiday away and a Julius Randle away to somewhere else for another potential player. Yeah, I mean, anything is possible. <laughs> I that, that is such an asset. Anything is possible. be intriguing because the, the Memphis Grizzlies already said they already imposed. They are locked in. Um, Job ja Morant. A.K.A. Mr. Jamitrius. <laughs> yeah, I saw that they uh, pretty much made it known that they take him with the number two pick. I really don't blame him. You know, as I said on the pilot, you know, some episodes ago, he was my, without a doubt, number two pick behind Zion Williamson. So, they better get him. Because <laughs> if they don't get him, if any of these first four teams make not-so-smart draft choices, teams, uh, you know, five through 14, they better be ready. Mm-hmm. Because I, I can see the, the the Knicks messing up they pick. You know, not, you know, if R.J. Barrett on a, on a board, they don't get him and get somebody silly. I can see that happening. I can see the Lakers trying to trade things that don't make sense <laughs> for Anthony Davis to, and, you know, that open up picks. 
I can see a bunch of things going right. I can see a bunch of things going wrong for these teams in the lottery. Right. I'm the same way because everybody thought the Knicks messed up when they drafted Christoph Porzingis. I always say everybody pick is messed up. You don't know how none of these players are pan out. But us being Cavaliers fans, Marcus, we thought Anthony Bennett was the best thing since sliced bread and banana bread. Banana pudding on Sunday at Grandma's house after, after dinner. So we did a, a UNLV. It was awesome. Killing it. Come to the Cavaliers. That dude didn't score his first basket like 20 games in. Couldn't score. He, 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 didn't, he could not create his own shot off the dribble where a lot of guys had trouble. Not only can he create his own shot off the dribble, he couldn't dribble. <laughs> You can't do much of anything at the pro level. It was so embarrassing. I mean, I was all right with the pick. I'm like, oh, and even I guess you know, there really wasn't nobody else out there. Um, you know, I was hoping they drafted Victor Oladipo at the time, but you know, they got Benny. I was like, I'm not mad at that. He's gonna be all right. Like you said, this man didn't score basket until 20 games in. <laughs> I remember when Victor Oladipo was in Indiana. The Indiana Hoosiers drafted Sam Presti. I always wanted the Cavaliers to draft it to pick up Victor Depot. I said he would have been a great fit for LeBron. A great fit. Fabulous. But Cavs went in another direction. Drafted someone else. And at the end of the day, we still got a ring out of it. But I thought if you was looking for that one-two combo at the point in shooting guard, I thought Victor Depot would have been a great access to that to that situation because if you just imagine them last last four years you've been in the NBA Finals, we probably would have split with the Golden State Warriors. Probably would have split two two. Who knows? Probably playing them right now for the for the fifth one. Get a trilogy going in five going in for the fifth round for the knockout. But there's a lot of more things that these teams have to do in the, in these drafts. I think I think they are. I think it's going to be something shocking coming across. In a couple of days, once after everything is said and done with the NBA Finals, we're going to see a bunch of players get moved and traded around for draft picks. And you're going to see, we're going to see somebody's about to build another super team, and it's going to be unfair, and and the fans are going to hate it. We thought we hate the Warriors. Wait till we get loaded the next super team. We're going to see how everybody likes that one. Right. Yeah. I'm right with you. It, it just seemed like the league is – ripen like it's ready for another super team to be built you know with all this this draft happenings and you know, the Warriors trying to go for the three-peat you know and four titles in five years it seemed like all that is kind of coming to an end somewhat and now like a new beginning is about to happen so it, this offseason definitely going to be crazy especially if the Warriors don't win the title. If the Warriors don't win the title, that's going to be very, very interesting. <laughs> so, are they a dynasty? Uh, yeah, I think they are. I think you have to have to give them that. I mean, four, four, uh, three titles in four years, and if they win this year, four titles in five, or if they lose still three and five, that's still dynasty-level things, you know, making them five NBA uh, finals back to back to back. You no, know, that's I don't, you know, the last time I know of it being down was the, the Celtics, and that's a long, long time. They won eight straight, and and Bill Russell took a season off and coached the team and won a championship, come back and win another four or five more straight. 
Those are dynasties. Dynasty, you had that zero. Like Michael Jordan is a dynasty. You won three in a row, a season off, come back and win three more. The Lakers are a dynasty. They won three, three straight. The Spurs are a dynasty. The Spurs, what, won one? And well, the next three or four seasons, they came back and won another three more. Those are dynasties. You can't lose. You gotta go undefeated or on a, on a straight run. You can't get to the NBA Finals five to win and go four out of five. I don't consider that a dynasty because you gotta win. You gotta win all your championships. But if they say dynasty, I give them the dynasty because going to five straight NBA Finals. No, nobody hasn't seen anything like that since the old Boston Celtics and maybe the old school Lakers. But other than that, New Orleans, like I said, Portland about to come out as game busters. Toronto just laid a fat dinosaur egg out there in Milwaukee. Because <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks mascot, Bongo, <laughs> they said, we not playing no Drake. Co-host Mark Senior. We out of here. Peace. Peace. Yay! Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.